0: This is the Stripped Down Podcast with Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, and Bravo reality TV star Ali Levine. Joining with her weekly as Ali dishes on all things motherhood, the real, the raw, and everything in between. Buckle up, it's about to get real. Here's Ali. Hi loves. So I
1: have a guest for today's Strip down podcast. I am so excited about this fabulous woman and new mama. We actually connected on social media and she is a social media queen, social media guru,
0: strategist, like I said, new mama, Chris Emmer. Hi loves. Hi, Allie. I'm so happy to be talking with you.
1: I am too. I love that, by the way, like to give a little backstory to our listeners, that we literally connected on Instagram and it was so funny because Chris, I was like a big Bravo nut and she realized that I was on
0: Bravo. Yeah, I lost my mind when I found that out. I was like, wait, you're the girl from Strip. <laughs> and we had been talking for I don't know, like a month or something, really yes. intimately. Yes. I love it. But that's the beauty of social media, right? Like there's
1: we're gonna talk about obviously everything that goes into social, but the good positive of it are these real communities and people you can meet and you become an actual friend to me. And we talk quite often all the time and we have vented to each other through lots of crazy motherhood. So I felt like you were the perfect guest to have on because we have talked about so much of this. So now it's time to like let others hear about it. So why don't you give my audience just a little bit about you before we kind of get into what we want to talk about?
0: Yeah, before I talk about like my postpartum and motherhood journey, I am a social media strategist and educator. So I am online All the damn time, (laughs) Um, and this was okay in my life pre baby. But once, when I was pregnant, I thought like, you know, I'll keep up at about the same pace. I'll probably have to take some breaks. I pictured my baby just like napping all the time. I thought I'd get so much done. (laughs) That was right. We're like, just get it all done. No big deal. Right, we're
1: literally doing this real quickly as both of our daughters nap because Sam and Amelia basically, thank God, have the same nap schedule. So we were like, great, let's make this happen. (laughs) I know, it worked perfect too. (laughs) Yes, you're a social media strategist. Guru, all that good stuff. I'm always loving everything on your feed and everything you're putting out there. So we talked a little bit about this, you know, and you obviously listened to my podcast and you talking about my postpartum depression and how social media was really a true downfall for it. And I feel like really attributed to it. And you said that really resonated with you. So can you share, you know, how that resonated with you and, and everything?
0: Oh my God. Yes. Like how much time do you have? I could talk about this forever <laughs> and, and ever. So since I am in social media for my job. um, And I ended up not taking a maternity leave. That was by accident, by the way. (laughs) I was um, online updating clients' social media accounts literally like hours after my C-section, like still sitting in the hospital bed. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know you had a C-section. We also have that in common. Yeah, we're C-section mamas. Wow. Scar power. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, after the C-section,
1: I was still in my had Sam. Oh my gosh. I thought I was bad that I like went and grabbed my phone and and was answering text messages, but you actually like were like legit working. Wow.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, that was just in the hospital. I was like still on drugs. (laughs) So I was like, this isn't that bad. And uh, then, you know, like a few days postpartum, you get that crazy like hormone drop and the world gets flipped upside down if it hadn't already in the first couple hours. And uh, so the feelings of like overwhelm and comparison that I was already feeling just in becoming a mother were so exacerbated by having to be online all the time, not just for myself and my own accounts, but for all my clients' accounts too. So um, I had, oh man, a lot of feelings on this. I felt um, a lot of comparison It seems like every single person I saw, first of all, was like in a bikini, looking like a banging supermodel, like ten minutes after they give birth. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? This is not real life. I know. Yeah, I loved your last episode about body back. Oh fuck the bounce back.
1: Thank you. I. I had to say that out loud because I think I almost need to like hear it for myself that I feel like good like when I when I say that because it's true like comparison and I think I'm sure you saw my Instagram post last night and I said like comparison is truly the depth of your soul and it is because you don't realize how much you actually when you compare and you compare and you compare and then you build all this shit in your head and you're like well, why don't I look like that? Why don't I feel like that? Why don't my pictures look like that? And the list just goes on and on. And you just literally are dying inside because you're taking away your own joy instead of going, Oh my God, I freaking birthed a human. My body allowed me to carry this beautiful being like, this is so magical. Instead, you're down on yourself and you're like, Oh, well this little bit of flab. But even when I was recording, I had to be honest about that because as I was saying it, I was grabbing like lower ends of my stomach. And I'm
0: like, Allie, knock it off. Like, what are you doing? You know, what are
1: how are you doing? ourselves.
0: Yes. And if your friend treated you the way that you treated yourself, he would be like, screw you. I'm never talking to you again. I, yeah. You know, like, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Peace. But we talk to ourselves in like such a mean way that we're our own worst critics. And I think that when we're like, motherhood really forces you to slow down. Oh yes. (laughs) Like
1: just sit in it in all shapes and forms. Like you just, you literally, like you just said, you just sit in it. And especially for us being that we're both C-section mamas, you slow down at a whole nother level because I mean, listen, vaginal birth, like that's, that's amazing. And, and, you know, some women still have, you know, pain I've heard and this and that, but C sections, it's a major surgery. So it's like you are literally just put on bed rest and you can't move. And like I don't know about you, Chris, but like I literally, I was not allowed to drive for like almost nine weeks because they were afraid I was gonna like freaking tear and whatever. And that, that made me insane. I didn't get out of bed for the first two weeks. Like I felt like I literally was like paralyzed in my bed for like I had terrible work. That's how I felt for like almost like a month and a half, being like. I just can't do anything. I could barely go up and down my stairs. I'm in pain. I can't move. Like, and that alone will just like shut you down. Like you're just like, okay, well I can't move. So I guess I'll just sit here. And then it just feels like everything is sitting still while everything else is going so fast and you're sitting there going, well, what the fuck?
0: Yup. And that is exactly like what I would say about it. When I was sitting in, I had this chair in the corner of my nursery. It was like my breastfeeding corner. And yeah. like, I, st- I don't sit in that chair anymore. Cause I'm like, you know what? I kind of have like PTSD with that yeah, chair like,
1: that environment. I get it.
0: Yeah. And so I have so many memories of like the entire summer. My daughter was born in the beginning of June. And so just sitting in this chair, trying to figure out breastfeeding, like trying to get her to go to sleep. I was just in that chair all the time. And then in one hand, I had my phone and I was always scrolling through Instagram. And what I would see is um, my friends who had businesses launching new programs or announcing like the awesome win that they just had in their business. Mm -hmm. Or I'm seeing um, my friends who are moms who I, are like glowing, perfect examples of motherhood saying how their heart is going to burst open because they love their baby so much. And I'm sitting there trying to, to figure out how to breastfeed. And I'm like, I don't I don't know how I feel about this motherhood thing. Right. And you're sitting there going, oh my God, what's wrong with me?
1: Why? Like, that was me. Like, I was looking at everything and I'm like, why is everything look so perfect? Why is her skin glowing and perfect? Why is her body already perfect? Like, why is my stomach literally puffed out and looks like I'm still having a baby? Why is my skin freaking out so much that I later found out it was called cystic acne. Like why do I look so fucked up? And I'm looking at everyone else and going, Oh wow. Well you look beautiful. Like that must be nice.
0: Yeah, totally. And not even just looking perfect, but it seemed like everyone else was pulling off motherhood effortlessly. Oh yes.
1: Effortlessly. Don't you love that? Uh huh. Yeah. They
0: were all like easy breezy going to the farmer's market, like wearing cute outfits. And I'm over here. Like I haven't left my house in weeks. Like I'm just barely scraping myself out of bed. So yeah, I think that there's, a lot of um, things that happen when you look at social media, when you're in such a vulnerable place in those first couple of weeks postpartum that there's not enough awareness about. Um, And I think that when you're in it, you don't have the ability to find that awareness because you are like so deep in your own hormones and your own emotions and just trying to process. And like you just said, you're not, you're not aware
1: and you're not, You're not, um, you're not mindful of it, right? Like now us having this conversation, so many different conversations we've had together, we both become mindful of like how we feel and like where we're at. And like, but this is now, you know, I'm 13 months out. You're now what? Almost 12. Yeah. You're almost a year. So it's like, think about that. Think about how it took us to basically get to a year to get to the other side, to feel that light at the tunnel and be like, oh my God, I do love motherhood. And I do love this and I, this magical being. And like, I'm so happy I'm in this space. But in the beginning, you're like, what the fuck? And we both <laughs> went through postpartum depression and yeah. we both had different levels of it. And it's just crazy because again, how you said about social media, like, I so appreciate that from you, not only as a friend and someone I, you know, I know as a mama, but the fact that you are a social media strategist queen and guru, and this is what you do for a living. And the fact that you can actually say authentically, like this really does like hurt you like in the beginning. And like, even though this is your job, you're like, yeah, but like your health is more important than your job. And you have to realize that at times. And it's like, Hard for all of us to do that. Obviously, a lot of us are freelancers, mompreneurs, and we're all doing stuff from home and trying to make things work. But sometimes you don't realize like how you go into this dark hole, and then you almost like can't get out. And then you're like, "Well, what?" So, what would be like some advice that you would give, being that you know social media is your job, that you would give to Mm -hmm. moms or moms to be that you're going to listen to this and be like, "Well, then, like, what do I do to make sure I don't hopefully get down that hole?"
0: Yeah. So just like. When you are about to pop out your baby and you start like nesting your house, you start setting up your nursery, you want to make like this perfect utopia for your baby. Think about your social media like that exact same way. So you want to, yeah, you want to curate your digital atmosphere in the way that you would a physical space. And just like your baby is born, you are just being born as a mother. And honestly, Mm -hmm. I think you need to be just as gentle with yourself. Because it's a, it's a whole new world as you know, Allie. Yes, it is. And so I was going to say, so you actually
1: were teaching me about something called matrescence recently, which I didn't even know what that was until we started speaking about it. And I still have to get that book. But can you, can you explain a little bit about matrescence and walk us through like what that is and what you were explaining to me earlier?
0: Totally. So I am not an expert on this, but I'm reading a book right now that is blowing my mind. It's by Dr. Alexandra Sachs. I'm actually looking at it across the room right now. And I think it's called What They Don't Tell You. Um, and I'll send you a link to what the book yes. is after this. No, it's amazing. So matrescence is when you're taking that transition from the maiden, a person without a child, into motherhood. And so, like essence at the end of that word is uh, familiar because adolescence. So in adolescence, you're transitioning from being a child to being an adult, and in the same way, you are going through like a complete hormonal, mental, physical everything shake up in those first few months after you have your baby and there's this really cool opportunity in this transitional phase to reshape your brain (laughs) like literally your brain has more neuroplasticity in that first year postpartum than it does at any other time in your life except for the first six years which is mind-blowing yeah isn't that so cool so you have an opportunity to like shed the bad habits and all that shit that doesn't serve you anymore and grow into a badass mom.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's amazing. And I, you know, I love that you said shed. You know, shed that because obviously, with this podcast being stripped down, with Ali Levine, like obviously, a lot of people are like, oh, is that because stripped down Bravo, and it's like, oh yeah, okay. Don't get me wrong. I used it as a little play on words, but I truly wanted to like emulate the fact that you're you're being stripped you're being everything's being stripped away from you it's like a whole new you like you said like that old you dies and this whole new thing you know re, you know happens for you and it's like you do you go through this new change and you just said it so beautifully you get to almost shed all the shit and get down to you and who you are authentically and truly real raw you and what do you want to let go of and what do you want to learn and what do you want to move forward on to be able to be that version of you and even
0: better version as being a mama. And like, how powerful is that? how powerful is that and i think we don't talk about that enough we talk too much about the bounce back and not enough about the opportunity we have to mold ourselves into the baddest possible version of ourselves yes exactly and so that's why when you were talking about that with
1: Matrescence, i was like wow that is so powerful and so cool because like i hadn't even heard of that like i have to get this book like i hadn't even heard of that or known about that like you kind of experience it right like again you and I are now you know a year or so out from this so we can kind of look back and say oh I've kind of been watching myself evolve I'm kind of seeing this about myself seeing that I'm sure like you and I've had those conversations where we've said oh certain people don't serve you anymore you let go of certain things you unfollow certain people because it's toxic to you all those things are part of this and it's like this new evolvement. so with social media and you know like with what you do Obviously, you run all different accounts, so that's part of your job. But for your own self with your social, how do you manage, I guess, like, not allowing that toxicity back in? And how do you handle, like, the everyday-to-day? Because you, of course, are your own brand as well, and you have to create business on there, too, besides managing the businesses you already have on social. So how does that, like, work for you?
0: Yeah, it's hard to be honest. So I am like ruthless with the unfollow button. Going to be real. (laughs) Watch watch out. (laughs) Watch out, everybody. So like if one thing is like triggering to me in any way, I'm just going to unfollow. And like, maybe sometimes it's, like, people I know in real life. Maybe it's someone who is actually my friend who I love. But really, like, if there's something posted that is making me feel anything but awesome, I'm just going to boom, hit it. And later when I feel more, like, emotionally stable, I'll be back. But I think that... um we don't like owe it to anyone to be following them. And I don't want anyone to follow me if my account is like triggering them in their postpartum depression or, you know, whatever feelings that they have. We all want to just be lifting each other up. And there are some really, really incredible accounts on social media that once you clean out the stuff that's making you feel bad, you can start to bring in a little bit more good stuff. And slowly you are going to like tend to your accounts in a way that starts to feel really freaking good and you're going to log in and see like a quote that lifts you up right when you needed it maybe it's 3am and you're breastfeeding and it's like just that little bit of inspiration you needed it's it's a tool and you can use it in your favor or you can use it mindlessly Um, and mindlessly it starts to get negative pretty quick
1: No. And I, and I love that you said that because it is a tool, right? It's, it's something that a lot of people now it's become part of their business. My, you know, myself included. It's something that is a space that, you know, originally when Instagram started, I believe it was supposed to be a community. And, you know, over the years, obviously with brands and projects and all these different things that have happened it's kind of lost that feel to it. And so I love that you said that you can use it as a tool and you can use it to like make yourself happy and see things that inspire you. And I've done the same. I've had to unfollow so many people. And I notice now also that I'm not following as many people and I'm continuing to unfollow. I'm seeing more stuff that I want to see. And my feed is filling up with things that make me happy and feel good and rejuvenate my soul and positivity and all these things. And I'm like, Oh wow. Think about how if I had started my Self in that position when I was just out of having Amelia, maybe just maybe I would have had a different experience with social media and it wouldn't trigger me and I wouldn't have had to literally sign off and hand it over to my social media manager and go black and just go dark and be like, I can't be on this right now. Like maybe I could have better managed it. So I, I appreciate that you, you know, you say that and you share that. So what would be some other tips that you would give moms or not moms just for social media in general with, you know, with your brand and with, you know, creating that account and that community and all that, like, what would be some tips you would give since that is that you do like, you know, for your job and for a living?
0: Yeah, for sure. So one thing I would say is just what you touched on. Don't be afraid to log off for a little bit if you need to. If you're going on social media and you are like trying to think of a post and you're typing something out and deleting it 200 times and then you're like, oh, I guess I'll post this, but I feel weird about it and not super excited to share it. If you are sharing in a way that you don't feel good about, your audience is going to pick up on that vibe. So just take a break. It's not a big deal. You can log off for a little bit and the world is not going to end. In fact, (laughs) no no one's even going to notice, I promise. So you can take a break whenever you need to. I did this um, two weeks ago. I just had a week where I was feeling it. I was exhausted and um, I don't know. I was just feeling down. Would you say it's like digital burnout? Like it's like a real thing? Oh my God. One million percent. Yes. Yeah. We, we don't log off. And I think a lot of times we fill up our self-care time by just phone out, zone out, scrolling.
1: Yeah, mindlessly, like what you were talking about earlier. And that yeah. mindlessness can become, like you said, negative and toxic. And then you don't realize that all of a sudden, I'm I, guilty of this. I did this a few weeks ago. I was laying in bed and Amelia was napping and I wanted to take a nap. I jumped on Instagram. I started scrolling through stories. All of a sudden I looked at the clock. It was like an hour and a half later and I'm like, I got nothing done. I didn't even take a freaking nap. She's waking up and like, how did I miss this? And it's like, Oh my God, Allie, did you really just do that? So for me, like I've had to like set screen time, my phone to tell me like you're over your limit, get off the phone. And sometimes of course I'll hit ignore and like, you know, go back on. But like, at least it reminds me and I become mindful and aware. Like you said that, Hey, Hey, you're over your limit, like get off the phone. So what are, do you have some tips like that or do you have any like techniques or apps or anything that you use for you personally or that you recommended for clients that does help them? Like you just said, um,
0: what'd you say? Zone out, phone out. Phone just, out. Yeah. Phone out, zone out. Yeah. That's like, like that's do not do that kind of thing. Totally. So when you are on social, especially for a business and you are like always wanting to grow and get to that next milestone, it can be so tempting to log on and start interacting with all the people that you see in your feed. And that's great. Like you should be nurturing your audience and finding new people in your target audience to love up on, but don't let that be at the harm of yourself and your own wellness. So don't let it fritter away at your time when Amelia is napping and you've only got an hour and a half. So I love to tell people to um, utilize their time really mindfully with engaging on Instagram by doing something that I call engagement sprints. And they literally only take 15 minutes. So 15 minutes is five minutes, three times. So for five minutes, three times, you are going to find a hashtag that your target audience uses. You're going to go into that hashtag, look at the most recent posts. So these are people that are probably still online and you're going to interact with them for that five minutes. And I just literally use the countdown timer on my phone. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so then when five minutes is up, I switch to the next hashtag that my target audience is using, interact with those people for five minutes, boom, switch to the next one. When that five minutes is up, I am logged off.
1: Wow. And then you actually
0: sign off. Well, it depends on the day. (laughs) (laughs) But Um, ideally, that's the idea,
1: yeah. Right. And for client of yours, you would say the same thing and they would just basically allow themselves to sign off because you've done the engagement you've gotten in there and then it's time to take a break. And I agree with you. And I love that you said it's okay to take a break because I used to feel like such a slave to it. I felt like I had to get on. If I wasn't interacting, everything was go down. My engagement would go down my stories. would. And now I don't care. Now I'm like, Oh, well my stories are down today. Why? Because I wasn't on today. So that's just normal life, right? If You're not present in that moment with those people. Then they're not going to be checking out everything. And that's okay because I was present in my own life. And like, that's more important. So I love that you said, You know, you can take a break. So do you think for you know, you with that you went through postpartum depression, do you think that you weren't good about taking those breaks?
0: Oh hell no. I was not taking any breaks. I was just spinning out. You know what I mean? I felt like garbage and before motherhood and pregnancy, when I felt bad about myself, I would just work really hard and like have a work win or be extra productive. And that would make me feel good about myself. So in postpartum, I felt like I was failing. I had no idea what to do with this baby. She didn't nap. Breastfeeding was not going well. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was not healing at all. Like it just felt like I was stuck. And um, so I was trying to just like power through with work. And if I'm failing at all these other things, maybe I can still be good at my job.
1: Yeah, I know. I I did the same thing. You try to find another box to check because you can't check the others. Yeah. Well, I know we have to wrap this up soon. So I want to ask you like with, as far as, you know, like your postpartum depression, like what could you say to a mama to be or a new mama who might be going through this, who needs to hear this now? What would you say as far as like advice besides social media, but just, you know, in general with postpartum that we've both been through, like, that might make them feel better about what they are going through or what they might
0: go through. Oh my God, just be so gentle with yourself. Like be so, so gentle with yourself. You are just born. You are brand new. You are fresh. You like... This is a huge transition and it's also like a sacred, beautiful, beautiful time. So, it so fast. slow down and enjoy it if you can. I mean, I know that's not accessible for all of us, but Allie, do you look back and ever think like, man, I wish I would have just like snuggled with my baby a little more and stressed less about naps or whatever.
1: Oh my God. Yes. And I also like wish that I like, didn't even have my phone half the time when I was trying to breastfeed. Like I'm like now, you know, I don't know when i mean, is going to wean off, but I can tell she's eating more and more food and we're coming closer to an end and it makes me so sad like part of me is ready for the freedom but part of me is like no I don't want to be done cuddling and snuggling and now we're finally in a rhythm and like we're finally nursing like nothing and which also you are also breastfeeding like a champ for mama's listening like you had a really hard struggle like I did and now you've been breastfeeding like a champ and Sam is thriving and doing so well and like you should be so proud of yourself as a mama that like you overcame that and got through it and you know share that with other moms that like It is hard, but like you will get through it. Like you said, with postpartum depression and with those feelings and everything, it's true. Just be so gentle on yourself, and just be so mindful of what you're, like you said, allowing in and allowing to come into your mind and into your, you know, into your happy space. Because it is such a blissful time with your baby, and even though everything is so chaotic and you are reborn, it's like you still have to remember, like this is such a fleeting moment. And I had to keep telling myself that too. Even now, Amelia's teething, and I'm like. Okay, it's horrible but like this is a, such a short amount of time and you're just a baby. Like yeah. you know and it's like it's it's um it,
0: it it's wild, isn't it? Like it's just it's wild. You want time to simultaneously speed up and slow down completely. Yeah. It is yeah. the strangest feeling. It but is. yeah, I mean in just every step of the way it's going to it's just going to keep uh shifting, you know, and being new struggles and new awesome things. So it's a wild ride. I feel like it's the best like teaching lesson. Ever. Oh my god. Our babies are our teachers. They really are. They so are. Mine's yeah. a
1: really mine's a really good teacher. She likes yeah. to pull me through the ringer. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Cutest. I love, one day IRL will meet and the girls will actually get to hang out. Like I feel like that has to happen. (laughs) I wouldn't die. I would be so happy. (laughs) So I know you have to go because you have to get back to your social media clients. (laughs) Can you go ahead and plug yourself? This will be in the show notes, but just tell everyone where they can find you, anything else you want them to know about you, all that good stuff.
0: Yes. So I would love to connect with all you guys. I love Ellie's podcast so much. So anyone who loves it is a friend of mine. I'm on Instagram as sweaty wisdom. And then I have a side business that I just started as a direct result from this, which is called biz babysitters. And what we do there (laughs) is we babysit your business while you're on maternity leave so that you don't have to be on social media or in your inbox. So Sweaty Wisdom and Biz Babysitters, I would love, love, love to connect with all of you.
1: Oh, I love it. Well, thank you, love. Thank you for sharing the tips with us and sharing, you know, part of your real and raw motherhood journey. I so appreciate your authenticity and honesty and thank you for being here. Thank you for having me and for sharing this message. You're so welcome. Thank you, love. You have a great day. You too. Bye, Allie. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for joining us on Strip Down with Allie Levine. If you want to continue the conversation with us, head on over to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also see what she's up to at www.allielevine.com. Until next time, cheers.